Cup of Johanni Zone, a one woman show that discusses all the non glamorous things that have to do with writing and getting a book out into the world. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three, which I am calling To MFA or Not To MFA. That is the question. <laughs> so today I will be talking about um, my decision to enroll and complete an MFA in creative writing or a master's in fine arts in creative writing. And I know this is a debatable topic. Um, I've seen it on Twitter where um, it, it gets kind of heated in there. And I try to see myself out of that <laughs> that debate uh, because I, I think sometimes people get offended um, either way when it comes to that discussion. And I can understand why. So I, I can understand how um, some writers may find success uh, without it. And, um, and that is a very valid, valid thing. When it comes to that discussion, I always say you don't need to have an MFA to be successful. Um, however, for me, that is a, a different story. And, um, and I think that's because I, I learn in a different way. I, I'm more of a, of a traditional learner where I need um, structure from um, an expert, right? Or, or somebody um, with those credentials that understand what a student or a learner may need to learn certain aspects of, of a trade or of a career, right? And that was part of my decision as to why I went ahead and, and enrolled in it. Um, the other, if you've listened to my other episodes, you'll know that I'm in the Army as well. So when it comes to that side of my life, uh, having a master's, having any degrees, it, it makes you competitive for promotions and in higher positions. So um, as I have gotten already uh, an associate's in criminal justice administration and then a bachelor's in business administration, my next step to maintain that competitive um, edge in, in that career that I have was to do a master's. However, when it came to that master, since I'm towards the end of my army career, I wanted to do a degree that was uh, for me. I wanted to be a bit selfish. The other degrees I did it um, to uh, just for that, for the sole purpose of being competitive and being um, able to get promoted in the army. So it was like, let's just get, you know, let's just get a degree with what I have with the classes that I've taken. Um, because I'm a, um, this, I love learning new things. So I have taken a lot of classes and I just needed these classes to get together into a degree. So that way I can put those in my records. And that's why I got those degrees. Not to say that those degrees were not bad. I learned a lot from them, especially from the business um, administration one, since I am looking to be an indie author. 
And, um, and as an indie author, we got to take this uh, business side to our writing as well. We got to treat it as a business because that's essentially what it is, right? So when it came to the MFA, that's, that was my train of thought. It's like, let me knock two birds with one stone. Let me get two things accomplished. And that is maintain my competitiveness in, um, in the Army, but also do something that is solely and selfishly for me, because writing has always been my first love uh, since uh, before I joined um, while I was in high school. When I started college, that has been the the love that I've always had is to express my thoughts in nonfiction and fiction stories and poetry through writing. So it was, I was going to say it was an easy choice, but really it wasn't because the time that I had to factor in the time that it would have taken uh, from me, right? And this is free time because mind you, once again, uh, I'm in the army, so I'm, I'm working that. Um, so I needed to factor in and that, that free times, that means that it will take away from uh, my family time and, uh, and my rest time as well. So I had to make that decision. And also I had to make the decision by looking at it financially, uh, because there is a percentage. And while I'm very blessed that I didn't have to pay for it completely because the army gives a, gives us a stipend when it comes to these classes, I did have to come out of pocket for for the classes because it only paid a certain percentage. But once again, um, you know, I am I'm very grateful and blessed for that. However, I had to make sure that I I took that into consideration when it comes to the financing. Um, so finances as well as time and as well as doing something for me that could help me out once I retire, because I'm always looking like five years out, 10 years out to see where I want to be and what I can do in the present to get there. So that's how I made that decision. And once again, since I'm a traditional learner, I need somebody in, in front of me, whether it be in person or online, this was completely online, by the way, uh, to, to kind of guide me through a lesson so I can learn something from those lessons. And, um, and I'm happy to say that I learned so much. And once again, it's because of my style of learning. I don't think I would have learned in, in another manner um, I tried uh, writing workshops that didn't work very well for me. And if you listen to another episode, then you will know why. <laughs> um, I also tried doing critique partners and so forth. And that didn't work very well for me. Um, once again, because it's just personality, um, meshing personalities between uh, a group or so forth. It's just it's sometimes very... Ugh not destructive, but it just, it doesn't work because we're not meshing. And if I'm not meshing with somebody, it's, it's kind of hard uh, to learn from critiquing and somebody else. If, if that person is just not within your energy level, I think that's the best way that I can explain it. So that didn't work for me. Um, so I went ahead and enrolled. Um, I just finished my last requirement for the, the MFA. Yay. So that is awesome. So I will be graduating here in, in a month. And the things that I learned the most um, was from this program was structure, how to structure 
my my sentences, how to structure a story uh, so that way it can be cohesive, it can make sense to a reader, and, and also um, so that it can carry all the elements needed for somebody else to understand that story. That means that it has enough enough of the setting. It has enough of, um, of the characters, who they are, right? So you don't have these carbon copy characters or stereotypes of characters in there. And it means that the, the trajectory of the story makes sense as well. So that was one of the things that I learned because it's, um, it's not so much about the writing itself. However, I did learn that English is my second language, by the way. And if you've listened to all my other episodes, <laughs> you're going to know that because I say that often. So I'm an ESL author, so I also needed to learn that. And I took other courses for that so I can um, brush up on my on my English, right? And um, But from the MFA, I learned about story, just story, period. And I think that's something that when you embark on this journey of wanting to be a writer, sometimes we may think, and this was me, right? I thought that, hey, I know English. I know English writing. I know how to write an essay, right? So this should be a piece of cake. But that's not it, right? We got to learn about story, um, the science of story, the psychology of story. How do we plug at emotions from a reader by using words, by using sentence structures, um, by using metaphors and similes um, and all these other assets that you have, right, at your fingertips from, from English writing um, and from writing period in any language, right? Uh, but you got to know how to use them in order to, to put them in your story so that way you can have the effect that you desired from your reader. And that is, in essence, what I ended up learning from my MFA program because um, I had uh, instructors who were authors themselves um, that kind of let us know, but also let us learn on our own within the structure of their classes. And I also had classmates uh, that within the structure of that class, um, they were able to uh, be an ideal reader for me and critique my work. And I was able to do that to their work as well. And I, I cannot emphasize enough how much you learn from uh, critiquing other people's work and having other people critique your work. However, the reason why it worked so well for me within the structure of the MFA program was because the critique was structured in a way to be respectful and to be focused on the writing. So that way, any elements of personality, any elements of, um, well, I don't like what you're saying here, and I don't agree with your views that you put on this paper, on this story, um, all of that is taken out. And then we are asked to solely focus on story, on, on paragraphs, on sentence, on, on how we felt about that project and that piece of writing as a reader. And when that happens, right, when a critique is structured in that way, then it helps growth. It enables growth. 
Yeah, because uh, now you are taking the feelings out of it, right? We're a whole bunch of writers. Our feelings are involved here. I think anyone that does anything creative, their feelings are involved in it. So, um, so that's why I learned so much from it because it was structured in a way to um, allow for learning to happen. And I needed that to not sound cliche. I needed that safe space <laughs> to learn because I hadn't found that safe space somewhere else. Um, and some of the classes, I don't have my transcript in front of me. Um, so I apologize in advance, but, um, some of the classes that have stayed with me that I learned so much from was the nonfiction seminar. Um, and I, I, I went in it saying, well, I don't want to write nonfiction and blah, blah, blah. You know, so I went in with that mindset, but then I ended up crafting, uh, this, this story, my own story. Uh, which I just, I fell in love with. And I thought, wow, okay, so nonfiction does not have to be boring. So that was a, a misconception that I had before that class. And um, and my classmates as well, they, they turned out some very good stories um, of their lives. And I was like, wow, we're super interesting people, huh? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that one stayed with me. Um, I believe the professor was Colin Dickey, and um, he was very helpful with um, the feedback that he gave. Um, once again, to like just like make your work better. Um, so that was really awesome. Another one too that has stuck with me was writing for young readers. And since I'm up, but. I'm focusing on MG, middle grade, right? And I may even do some YA later on. Uh, I took this class. I changed one of the classes and put that one in there um, because I just wanted to make sure that I, I took that so that way I can feel more prepared once I start writing my stories. And, and it helped. And um, the reading list for this class, well, maybe my opinion is biased because I read a lot of YA, was awesome. And it was inclusive, it was diverse, and I just, I love it. The, the reading list period in my MFA program, for the most part, was like, I didn't have to be forced to read these books. They were really good books. And um, when we dissected these books, it, I, I learned a lot from those, um, from those authors. I should do another episode of the books I read from my MFA program. Yeah, okay. So... The YA, um, writing for YA was, was very important because it, it lets you know uh, what kind of reader is that and what kind of things they expect to see in that writing, right? And it also, like I said, we, we had books from Asian authors, um, Black authors, Latino authors, and, and so forth. And I think we had, did we have a queer book in there as well? I think we did. So you are... A tapping into how a story, right, with these kind of characters, how it taps into the, the emotions of, of kids, right? But also it helps with representation. And that is something that I'm just like, I'm big on. I want, I want everyone to be represented in literature, right? In a perfect world in the future, that's, that's how it will be, right? Because we will have authors uh, out there from all these different groups uh, putting out these stories. So I, I learned a lot from that and that class still sticks with me uh, through this day. The last one that I'm going to talk about, and um, maybe I'll do another episode on this, 
is uh, the poetry class. Just like the nonfiction, I went in there with the whole, I'm not a poet. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, mind you, when I was little, I read poetry, right, uh, from uh, Dominican poets while I was growing up in the Dominican uh, Republic. But, uh, I mean, I read it. I appreciated it. But uh, I never thought that that would be me, right? Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have those emotions, maybe. But... As I went through the class and my classmates and my instructors kind of like pushed me to dig into those feelings, to kind of tap into the words. And one thing that I loved about that class is how it's so micro-focused on, on words, right? And oh my God, and I love words. It's just the, the rhythm of the words, the sound of the words. It's almost like they're music within itself when you, when you say them when you hear them. And, um, and and taking this class really gave me a whole new appreciation for rappers and, and for musicians, really, because um, some of these musicians like Taylor Swift, right? Their songs are kind of like poems within itself. And, um, and I just, yeah, I, I went out of that class with a whole new appreciation. But like I was saying, everyone pushed Pushed me, and we pushed each other to kind of like dig into those emotions, right, and find creative ways and words that will evoke that, right. And then um, with the different activities, it was different um, constraints. Okay, now put it in the haiku, right, or or put it in this kind of poem, or only have four stanzas um, in it, right. And then it will just it will really push you to to get that thought, that mini story, that emotion, that feeling within those constraints. And I was surprised each time after I edited these poems that I turned in on, on what I was able to produce. Um, but once again, it, it, it just, it's all about that safe space, that support system that you get um, from an MFA program. And um, for me, once again, I like to emphasize this because it's, I'm talking about my experience. So for me, this worked. Um, so if you're not that kind of person that you need to be in a traditional setting, it may not be, it may not work for you. You may need to make your own MFA um, kind of like group safe zone with, um, with people that you know um, you can work with and, and do it and have the, that same effect, right? And save you all the money, honestly. Um, right. You can dissect books on your own. You can do all these things um, on your own and, and probably get that same effect of that learning effect, because at the end of the day, that's why you want. You want a positive learning transfer here when you're taking a course. And um, yeah, so that's why I did it. And um, and I hope that if you're listening to this right and you're debating of whether, you know, oh, should I do it or should I not? Um, hopefully, I was able to to kind of like smooth out <laughs> your decision-making process, hopefully, right? Hopefully, this helped you to make that decision a little bit easier and uh, with a little heartache, right? But whatever you do, I wish you the best of luck. And I think as long as you're learning, and you're developing yourself because I think uh, for writing, we 
we as writers, as authors, we should always be striving to learn, to learn. This craft changes so often and we should always be kind of like ahead, right? Or right there learning new things so that way we can push ourselves and, and entertain our readers, right? And give the readers something that they want to devour and they want to read in one sitting and so forth. Let's throw against the wall and be like, what the, you know, yes. So hopefully if you're listening, um, you gain something from this. If you have any questions, uh, don't be shy and go ahead and, and hit me up. Um, on social media, all of this is going to be in the notes of um, the program. So hit me up on social media, DMs. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse. Or just shoot me an email at johanieortega at gmail.com. J-O-H-A-N-N-Y-E Ortega, O-R-T-E-G-A at gmail.com. Hit me up. Say, hey, I just listened to your MFA um show or episode and i have this question oh one last thing before i leave in case you guys want to know who the school was so the school is national university they um, had and i say had because the, the program is closing unfortunately uh, they had a fully online mfa program that and that was another reason why i picked them because that that works for me i needed to be completely online again because of my day job so, yeah, and it's unfortunate that they're closing this program. It is an awesome program. I wish it, they would just hold on to it and keep it open uh, for other people to take advantage of. Um, but, yeah, hit me up if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening and sticking around. My name is Johani, and I am here to delight you. See you again on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Uh, uh, uh.